This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Pony Stampede podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz. Let's jump right in. It's been a while since I've done this, and a lot has happened since then. Um... Let's start off with the bowl game. Um, kind of in the couple days, day and a half between uh, kind of the end of the season and the announcement, it did kind of seem like New Mexico Bowl for BYU was happening. Um, honestly, I think it's a good bowl game. I think it's a good situation. Um, I think you'd like to have one a little later, whether that's the next weekend or, or even midweek, the next week, uh, that, you know, second day of bowl games is a little tough. Um, at the same time, uh, it'll be a couple weeks without football, uh, for a lot of fans. Um, I know on Saturday there will be the army Navy game, but that'll pretty much be it. Um, as far as D one FBS football goes. So a lot of people will Uh, be looking for some Saturday football. Um, They did announce the game is being pushed back. It will be now be at 6.30 central time, 5.30 local time on Saturday and air on ABC, uh, which I think is another uh, good big thing. Uh, It was going to be on ESPN, uh, I believe 1.30 locally. Um, So that gives you an even bigger reach there so thanks to the nfl uh for flexing the raiders game and for needing the las vegas bowl to change things up a little bit um you know you look at these two teams i'll have some uh stuff coming on ponystampede.com relating to this pretty similar situations both started the season really well uh had some mid-season struggles and then finished strong uh, both seven and five, uh, both are much more offense-minded uh, teams. In fact, uh, BYU's defensive coordinator uh, stepped down following the end of the regular season, uh, so they will have an interim DC as they look to hire his replacement. Um, but you know, I mean, it's it's a program that now SMU will face all four teams joining the big 12. It's a chance to improve to two and two against them. Um, I really do think it's a very winnable game. So it's a chance to win uh, eight games again this season. Looking back um, the last time SMU won eight or more games in back-to-back seasons was uh, the Pony Express days uh, from 80 through 84. Um so that's big. Obviously, you know, it would be the first bowl win since 2012. You know, obviously having the last two bowl games canceled hurts that number. I think uh, both of those bowl games would have been very, very winnable uh, for those SMU teams the last two years in 20 and 21. Um, and so with the last bowl game being played, 
being 2019, a lot of these guys haven't even played in a bowl game um, and certainly haven't played significant roles in a bowl game. You know, Tanner Mordecai has never been on the field in a bowl game. Uh, Rasheed Rice has never played a significant role in a bowl game. He was on the roster in 2019. I think he made a catch or two for a few yards uh, in that game. You know, but this is a big deal for some of these guys. Um, you know, after the Memphis game, uh, Rasheed talked about wanting to play in this game. Obviously, his health and things will be will be looked at and talked about, but, you know, he wants to play in the game. I think uh, Tanner Mordecai, I think, needs to play in the game. You know, he's not a guy that can sit out a bowl game uh, and, and just kind of let his season speak for itself. Um, you know, he didn't get a Reese's Senior Bowl invite. There are some other Senior Bowls I think he should and probably will end up at one of those. Um, you know, like the it was the East-West Shrine Bowl last year that Hayden Howerton made a, a really big splash at and um, kind of upped his stock a little bit going into the, the NFL offseason. Uh, Jalen Thomas is another that uh, will probably find his way onto an NFL roster, but again, you know, he doesn't have a, a senior bowl invite. He doesn't, you know, he's probably not going to get invited to the NFL combine. This is one more game against a good opponent to put on film wherever on the line he, he ends up being. So I think, uh, I, I think you'll see every SMU player that's able to play will play. Um, that may not be the case for BYU. Uh, their quarterback is dealing with some injury stuff. Uh, he is a, a NFL draft type guy, so he's another. He might not play. Their backup uh, has entered the portal, uh, so their quarterback situation might be interesting. Um, but you know, I think it gets them out of Texas. So no Frisco Bowl, no playing at their home stadium, no playing it in Fort Worth, um, and it gives them. You know, I mean, BYU's independent, and they slip into that Mountain West spot. But, you know, it, it gives them, it's not a G5 school. Um, you know, it's not, it's a team that's going to be in the Big 12 next year, and, and it's a chance uh, for SMU to show well against uh, those teams again. I mean, you look at it, they beat Houston, scoring a ton of points. Um, really came really, really, really close to beating uh, Cincinnati, you know, losing that game by two, which during their winning streak was their uh, closest margin of victory. Uh, and then there was the the egg that was laid at UCF, but that was a good first half and and a decent enough fourth quarter. The the third quarter just got away from them. So, you know, I think if they come out and play well and win this, you say, hey, we're two and two against the the teams going to the Big Twelve and really played three really good games, and and even played three game three and a half good games against uh, those four schools. Um, there will be a lot more coming on the bowl game uh, as it gets a little closer. Uh, both head coaches did a Zoom meeting with the media on Monday, uh, just kind of hit some nuts and bolts stuff. Uh, Coach Lashley talked a lot about balancing game preparation, recruiting, uh, getting some younger guys practice uh, in a story that is on PonyStampede.com right now. Um, you know, kind of talking about how some – some things are, are pretty different than bowl games were, you know, even not that long ago. Um, but as they really get to practicing and uh, we get some availability with the guys uh, and coaches, 
during that time, more will come out of that. But again, ultimately, I think this is a, a good one. You know, not the most prestigious bowl in the world, but it, it certainly is better than uh, some other options and some other uh, places SMU's been. You know, again, not a top-level opponent, but still a very good opponent that I think is a winnable game with also being a good win uh, for this team moving forward. Um, And that brings us to what the team will look like moving forward and the transfer portal. Um, I don't think there were really any surprises uh, of SMU players entering the portal until TJ McDaniel entered earlier today uh, on Tuesday, late morning, early afternoon. Um, You know, TJ, he came in, he had so much promise, um, a lot of excitement around him. He really showed that uh, for a year and a couple games. And then obviously people know the story, the, the injury that kept him out of most of 2020, all of 2021. I know the recovery, the, uh, way he went about the recovery, uh, him coming back this year, looked good at times, um, had the nice game against Lamar, um, but just he he was just never himself again. Um, and by the end of the year, you know, it was, you know, Roderick Daniels getting some carries late in games uh, over TJ, who was dressed, obviously, health, um, kind of unknown for that with uh, the emergence of Tyler Levine, him not walking in senior day and likely coming back. Um, Obviously, you know, a full off season of Kamar to hopefully get him uh, going and not that start and stop things uh, like this season. Um, I believe Velton Gardner is expected to be back. Um, So it was just, it was a, it was going to be pretty hard for him to break through um don't know where he'll end up don't know if it's a situation where he'll uh drop down a little bit to try and get some playing time if he'll just find a place uh you know that's good for his uh life after football you know he uh mentioned in his announcement that he uh is going to graduate from smu so he'll have his his undergrad and um He'll be able to get his master's wherever he goes. So, um, you know, that's a guy you you can root for and, and hope finds a, a good spot uh, where he's happy being and can can do some good things. Um, other than TJ, you know, just looking at the names uh, SMU put in the portal this go-around, uh, Travion Sneed, defensive lineman, um, Darren Brown, defensive lineman, Calvin Wiggins, wide receiver. He did walk on senior day, but has two years of eligibility left. Um, Even though he spent four years at SMU, never really got much going. Uh, I believe uh, one catch over 18 games. Uh, Chase Cromartie, um, safety. I don't believe that one was a surprise. He made that pretty well known in October, as did Jayton Lawton, uh, the cornerback out of Lucas Lovejoy and then uh, Trey fight uh, defensive lineman um, out of Tatum is the list. Um, you know, Trey and Jaden, um, I think were guys that 
a lot was made about their upside. Um, they both redshirted and did not play this year. Uh, Lawton came uh, mostly with a basketball background, didn't play a lot of football, um, but really thought he could be a raw talent that could be molded. Um, thought it was interesting that not only is he going somewhere else uh, after SMU gave him the chance, but that he you know, announced it and made it known during the season and didn't get that full season of practicing. Obviously, you know, we don't see behind the scenes. Uh, there could have been some other stuff there. Uh, Trey, you know, defensive line I think is a spot that, you know, could – some young guys could get some shots uh, early, um, but we won't uh, – we won't see Trey fight on the field in an SMU uniform. Um, then going to some guys uh, that SMU should be watching out for, have offered, um, obviously got the big commitment um, from Charles Woods, uh, you know, cornerback with Big 12 experience, um, was really good on an Illinois State team that went to the FCS uh, quarterfinals. Um Lost to North Dakota State, which most teams do uh, in the FCS playoffs. Um, he had a couple interceptions in uh, that playoff run. Um, had a really good year for West Virginia last year. Um, only played a couple games for them this time around. Um, Dallas kid from uh, Kimball High. Uh, that's a big, big early pickup. Uh, another secondary guy, Jonathan McGill, another Dallas guy. Um, another guy who at one point was committed to SMU, uh, Woods was committed, um, as a transfer from Illinois state before he ended up at West Virginia. McGill was, uh, committed to SMU out of, uh, high school, um, ended up switching and signing with Stanford. Um, he is reportedly taking a, uh, an official visit. This weekend, and he's bringing along offensive lineman uh, Drake Metcalf with him. Uh, Metcalf is from St. John Bosco in California. SMU has another uh, St. John Bosco player on its roster in Jake Bailey. Um, that might be a nice little connection along with, uh, you know, bringing a former Stanford teammate with him. Um He's listed as a center at 6'2", 292. Um, I'm not sure if SMU sees him sees him as a center moving forward. You know, um, a lot was made of Branson Hickman's play uh, and his work. Um, but that could be an upgrade at that position. Or uh, if he's got maybe some uh, guard experience or guard ability um, there. But obviously, offensive line is probably the biggest offensive need uh, the Mustangs have. So those are, those are some big ones. Um, SMU has also offered, uh, Joshua Eaton, uh, cornerback from Oklahoma. He's from Houston. Um, gonna butcher this name. I'm sorry. As someone who's had their name butchered, I know it's frustrating. Um, Tunmize Adelaide, uh, defensive lineman from Texas A&M. You know, he was the number nine defensive lineman in the country uh, for the class of 2021 out of uh, Katie Tompkins. Um, he, Oklahoma was in his final whatever uh, back when, you know, current SMU defensive line coach Calvin Thibodeau 
uh, was at Oklahoma, so he has a relationship with Coach Tibbs already. Um, so SMU has the, that offer out to him. Um, some other interesting ones. Uh, Andre Carter, defensive lineman from Western Michigan, SMU's offered. Um, another guy with a little bit of a coaching connection, Ahmad Walker, linebacker from Liberty. Um, obviously, that's where defensive coordinator Scott Simons came from. So Walker played a year under Simons uh, with the Flames. Uh, you have another defensive lineman, uh, Anthony Goodlow, uh, out of Tulsa. He'd be a grad transfer with a year of eligibility, but a big body at 6'4", 286. He's played in 48 games, so you got experience right there. Um, again, defensive line is probably a, a place of need uh, with graduation and uh, a couple guys lead, leaving from the transfer portal. Um, and then a couple other FCS guys. Um, Chandler Martin, a linebacker from East Tennessee. You know, he had 99 tackles in 10 games this year uh, for the Bucks. You have Quan Felton, a wide receiver out of Norfolk State. He was uh, the Spartans' leading receiver, 39 catches, 573 yards, 7 touchdowns. Um, a couple JUCO guys, uh, Amon Oates out of Northeastern Oklahoma a and Community College. Um, he's another big body. Uh, and then a defensive back from Coffeyville, uh, Bishop Fitzgerald, who has been uh, racking up some uh, D1 Power 5 offers as well. Um, there are some other names uh, on that list, some with Texas connections, some other uh, connections to some coaches or maybe some players um, to certainly keep an eye on. Um, I'll have some other thoughts. Let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Um, just some, you know, the transfer portal, it's such an interesting thing. You get so many questions, so many, why are they doing that? Where do they think they're going to go? You know, I think, uh, like we talked about with TJ McDaniel, you know, what, where's his place? Where is he going to find that he's going to, you know, get playing time or this or that, you know? There are a lot of reasons guys transfer. Not all of it is always about playing time. Uh, sometimes it's just fresh start. Sometimes it is opportunities. Sometimes it's to go closer to home. 
you know, for TJ, it could be a chance to get further away from home. You know, being a South Lake kid, going from South Lake to to Dallas, he might want to branch out a little bit. Um, but I think it's it's crucial to have, you know, Coach Lashley talked about it. You want people on your team who want to be on your team. If for whatever reason a player doesn't want to be there, you don't want them around sulking or complaining or anything else like that. Um, and then same thing, you know, I, I haven't uh, had a chance to talk to Charles Woods yet. Obviously a question to ask him is, you know, what happened two years ago that you were committed and then changed your mind? Um, but you know, the portal kind of offers a second chance, you know, same thing for, for McGill. If, if he ends up committing and, and coming back to SMU is, you know, what, what kind of, changed your mind from going, you know, from uncommitted to committing to SMU and then to, to eventually going somewhere else. You know, there are a lot of reasons, a lot of things. Um, you know, you're talking about 17, 18 year old kids making those decisions out of high school. And quite frankly, in college, you know, you're still talking 20, 21, 22 year olds who, uh, who are still trying to figure things out. So it's just, it's such an interesting thing. Um, you know, it's one of those things that probably does get abused a little bit. You you kind of set it up for good reasons, and, and some people are going to take advantage. But, you know, ultimately I think it gives SMU a, a really great chance to compete. You know, you're going to get some kids through the transfer portal that you just weren't going to have a shot with uh, coming out of high school. These four stars, these five stars, these, you know, top 50, top 100 even in the top two, four, seven, you know, I mean, those kind of players are, are generically are generally, excuse me, going to look at power five programs at your top tier programs, your Alabama's, you know, Texas A&M that's done so well, obviously Texas will always be a hotbed here. Um, Ohio state, LSU, Georgia. I mean, there, those are the programs that as five stars, they kind of feel like they should go to. And then for whatever reason, they're there and it's not what they were hoping. It's not what they were expecting. All of a sudden now SMU being a little closer to home, uh, really good academics, you know, a football program that's uh, sustaining some success. That's hopefully building some steam. That's where, that's where SMU is going to make their money with, with building these rosters. And as you do that, then you become a program that kids really start to look at out of high school. And then all of a sudden, instead of, you know, only getting a, a four star through the portal, you're getting those four stars to commit out of high school. And it's, it's something that the program can really build around and build upon. Um, so we'll see. I think there are some big names. Um, I think McGill is one that if I had to make a guess on, had to make a call on, I would say he's coming to SMU. Um, there, there are a lot of things that just point that direction. Um, it'd be really great if he brings an offensive lineman from Stanford with him. Um, you know, I think somebody like Adelaide, um, who's a top-level recruit, you know, only played, what, three games, has a chance you know, to, to really build into something. Um, you know, I think, 
I think some of the offers that are out are good. I think there are some guys with some connections that I think you maybe might like to see some offers go to. Um, but you know, ultimately, I think you look at SMU's success in the transfer portal the last couple of years, and you kind of kind of trust their process and what they're looking for and what they're they're going for. You know, I mean, you look at this last year, especially you know the defensive secondary. Where's uh, what's the defense look like without Nick Roberts? You know, I know he had a tough finish to the game against Memphis, but you know, you look at a lot of games and he's the team's leading tackler and he's had the most interceptions and the most forced fumbles and the most fumble recoveries. Well, you know, they get him in the portal from Louisiana Monroe and, and bring in a veteran guy that does a lot of good for you. Um, you know, I think this is really a chance for this roster to get rounded out. You know, I think you look at the offers that they're sending out. Uh, let's see. Let's just go down my list in order. Linebacker, defensive lineman, cornerback, offensive line, defensive line, defensive line. Safety, cornerback, linebacker, wide receiver, defensive line, defensive back. Uh, I think you can see that they know where the weaknesses were, uh, and that's where they're really trying to fill some voids with some experience um some guys that you know honestly have sh gone out and shown that they can tackle at this level um and some guys you know even even your uh, i think martin from etsu could be a big pickup um as a guy who's done it at a very high level at the fcs level um and bring him up and and let him see what he can do at at the FBS level. Um, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I think it was really good to get uh, the Woods commitment on day one. Um, I think that shows that um, you're active, that you are you don't need a hard sell, that it was probably a pretty easy sale um, to get Woods to commit. Um, I think it's good that you've got guys coming on official visits already. Um, but this might slow down a little before it, it picks back up. Um, you know, I don't know that you can expect a commitment a day, but, um, it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, some decisions made maybe by McGill and, uh, others, you know, after the weekend, um, you know, maybe they'll get some other official visits scheduled, but I think it's a really good start. Uh, I really, again, you know, there are no big surprises of SMU players leaving, and uh, it looks like they've already made some some good inroads with some guys that they're trying to bring in. Um, but it's a crazy time. Nobody really knows uh, a ton of how this is going to look long term because it's never been done uh, in this way before. Um, so everybody's kind of new. Everybody's kind of navigating it. But um, ultimately, you know, you aren't the the Texas's or the A&M's or the Alabama's that, you know, every couple of hours yesterday, it seemed like there were six new names, uh, jumping into the portal that were top recruits and, uh, and things like that. So not that, again, I know SMU doesn't have a ton of those. Um, but it's also good that they're keeping the ones that they do have. Um, Speaking of, quick little side note, did get the email today on the release. Uh, both R.J. Maryland and Colin Rogers were named uh, freshman All-Americans. Um, I am not going to remember the publication off the top of my head. 
Um, but it is a publication. It includes both true freshmen and redshirt freshmen. Um, so, and both of those guys are true freshmen. Um, college football news, uh, freshman All America list. Uh, so again, you know, there are some young players that got playing time this year. There are some guys that redshirted that are coming back. Um, obviously, they're bringing in a. They've got 15 currently in the high school class that you know could grow, and then obviously the the transfer portal. And it'll take some time. Keep an eye on those uh, two main stories uh, that have your uh, transfer portal watch list and your SMU roster changes. Uh, both of those will continuously get updated. Um, I'll try to keep uh, mentioning the comments on the message board uh, when there are some changes so that those kind of pop back up to the top and you guys can see those. Um, but yeah, I mean, things are going to be, things are going to be a little weird and wild for a couple weeks. Uh, bull prep, some bull preview stuff, signing day, early signing days coming transfer portal. Uh, there's a lot, uh, still on the football side of things to go. Um, and we will keep you updated with all of it uh, on PonyStampede.com. Uh, I will be better about uh, getting some more podcasts out there. Um, so make sure you are liked and subscribed so you get those as they come out. Um, and uh, maybe we'll see some of you in New Mexico. Uh, until next time, Pony Up. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+.